Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode on Her Creative Freedom Podcast. If you are new here, thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Cassandra. I am your host. And on this podcast, I share everything from lifestyle, from travel, especially on the road as I do live in my home on wheels with my beautiful wiener dog, Tucker. And I share my life experiences from mental health, body image, self-love, relationships, and bringing your dreams and goals into reality. In addition, I bring on the most incredible special guests that talk about all of these areas in depth of their own perceptions. And yeah, we just like to have a good time and share these things with you. Share the things that people don't talk about. So thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoy this podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to Her Creative Freedom Podcast. It has been so long since I've recorded a podcast and to be honest I just got the itch I just got the itch to sit down record honestly what really has been happening in my life a full update of what this experience has been like up to now which is November 20 the 24th it is November 24th I mean when I say that I just got an itch to record I mean I was driving on the highway and pulled over at a rest stop to park the van sit here and talk to all of you because I know that if I don't I may not find time later to do it and I'm really missing the podcast I'm, I'm missing recording it and when I started this podcast I did it with the intention of a having the most amazing people on my podcast and to share the nitty-gritty of van life of any crazy amazing experiences that I experience and although I have had both I never felt I guess to share them in a podcast or maybe they wouldn't be long enough I don't know I don't know what the reason was but it doesn't matter because we're sitting here now and we are recording now so I'm gonna take a sip of water because I talk too fast and wherever you are listening to this podcast I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in and listening to really me talk about my life and where things are. So I made a list of things to talk about in absolutely no particular order and we're just gonna go through them and get right into it. I'm not really planned here, I'm just kind of winging it. So the first things first is a first glance, first emotions, the quick answer to how my travels across the country have been. How do I put my emotions into words? It has been Like, I'm honestly shocked to think about what I was saying, feeling, and thinking before I went on the road. I had so many what-ifs and so much doubt of, like, what if I'm so naive and this is actually the dumbest thing I've, I've ever decided to do and I actually hate it or this is a really bad idea and I'm so far away that it's, like, not even worth turning back. Those kinds of things. And honestly... I feel like we can all relate to this because we've experienced this one way or another. All my what ifs never happened, never came true. Yes, I've missed my people back at home. Yes, I've experienced like hard things, which we'll get into, but I've never once been like, oh my gosh, I need to go home. Well, maybe once, maybe twice, (laughs) which we'll get into it. I'm sure I've talked about it before. I'm just like really proud of myself, honestly, if I could just like pump my own tires. I'm very very proud of myself for taking on this adventure by myself with I guess now two dogs and just doing the damn thing because this is something that I talked about doing for so long and dreamt about doing for so long 
that I literally never thought would actually happen. So I am very proud of myself. I am currently in Ontario, round two, and that it's on itself is so crazy to think that I've already been to the tip of Canada on the East Coast, back to now Ontario for my second time. I thought I was gonna be on the road going from one end to Canada to the other for two years. And let me tell you, it doesn't even take a year to go to drive across the country. It will be a full year by the time I go back to Alberta or just over a full year. But yeah, I just, I had no sense of my geography really. So anyways, my first, my first glance of emotion, the quick answer to how travels have been, have been absolutely amazing. Um, people ask me like, do you feel fulfilled? Would you do it again? Are you done? And no, I'm not done. Yes, I would do it again. And of course I'm fulfilled, but there's still so much more to see. And I love this lifestyle. I absolutely love this lifestyle. Yes, it comes with the things that I don't like about it, but it, it's not overriding the things that I do. So yeah, I'm, I'm feeling really good. Like I will get into the mental health aspect of what it's been like for me, but overall, traveling across the country has been phenomenal. Um, my next point, which brings me to my next point, is my favorite place, which is asked often when I am reuniting with my friends and family. My most favorite place by far would be Newfoundland, which sounds like such a boring answer, and I'm sorry, especially if you've been there, but when they say, like, the nicest people are in Canada, this is so false. The nicest people are in Newfoundland in Canada. Not all of Canada is nice, but the people in Newfoundland are actually the nicest people you will ever meet in your life. It was my favorite place because it's normal for people to walk into their backyard and see whales, see dolphins, see seals, see the little pelicans, pelicans, puffins, sorry, puffins in their backyard. And I was just like, so mind blown that these beautiful big whale creatures were just right in front of my eyes and I loved it. Not to mention that certain parts of the year in like Twillingate um, or uh, what was the other? Twillingate and Bonavista is huge icebergs. Like that is, that is so cool. So I unfortunately did not see any icebergs. I was like a month or two too late when I went to Newfoundland, but it honestly is absolutely beautiful. It helped me become more confident and more comfortable being in the van when it came to sleeping by myself somewhere. I was the most remote when I was in Newfoundland because you could literally park anywhere. You could park in somebody's driveway on their lawn and they would be like, hi, my name is this, come on in, let's have dinner. Like they were so friendly. That never happened by the way, but I'm just saying that's how nice they are. Um, that being said, there were a few hikes that I wanted to do and like scenic cool places that I found on Google Maps that required me to basically park in people's driveways and they just directed me where to go. Like it was awesome. And it just really made me become comfortable with nature, with the silence of the darkness. It really did make me feel comfortable and confident being in complete blackness, hearing absolutely nothing or everything by myself with the dogs. It was a different experience and it made things easier for me to leave Newfoundland and go back to bigger cities and just feel confident to trust myself and trust my intuition as far as where 
I was going to be sleeping that night and things like that. So easily my favorite place was was Newfoundland. Which brings me to my next opposite question is did any terrible things happen? Which I also get often. I was expecting, because you know, the human brain, I was expecting to experience like a knock on the door or something very scary or, you know, just like car things that I don't want to put out into the universe as we talk about it right now. But I am knocking on wood, literally we're knocking on wood. I am so grateful that I didn't experience like terrible, terrible, terrible things. I did experience moments of complete distress, but my worst case scenarios in my brain of like car problems or like a knock on the door or somebody trying to break in or the nights that I would have my bear spray out just in case something came to the door. Um, I never experienced any of that, thankfully. Uh, the, the most thing I had, I guess I did have some like car things come up. My, my roof recently, my roof started leaking and the problem with that was that the caulking around my vent fan was pretty much stripped to bare nothing. So I just had to simply caulk it back up and that fixed that. Um, I did have to bring my van into the Ford dealership. Why did I do that? It couldn't have been that bad if I don't remember. Oh yeah, I blew both my fuses in my cigarette lighters, which I used to charge my generator or my laptop and things like that, which I learned that I can't charge my generator that way over a long extended period of time because you will blow the fuses. And apparently the wires behind it were completely melted. So lesson learned, we're not gonna do that again. Um, but other than that, I haven't had anything terrible happen. I did uh, what happened recently. When I was getting ready to leave the Maritimes, I parked my van beside where you put your shopping cart in the grocery store. And instead of like going straight and then turning, I turned too soon out of my parking spot and I hit the corner of the roof of where you put your grocery cart um, on the side of my van. So I did a number there and I still need to get it fixed, which I'm going to attempt to do on my own because I feel like I want to take that into my own hands, um, because it will start rusting. That is like the most, I guess that's really happened. Um, but other than that, like if I'm being completely honest that I can think of right now of the most recent distressful times was when I got Oliver, <laughs> which we love him. I do not regret any any moments with him well no maybe I do but I don't regret having him I'm very grateful that he is now a part of our family but he did come with some allergy issues which at first I was like holy cow this is going to be such an inconvenience because I have to bath him every other day and frequent vet visits to get this like infection out of his skin and out of his ears and that costed a lot um, not to mention though I was putting him in my gym bag and bringing him into the shower with me. If I'm being fully transparent and low key about that, that was a thing. If I didn't bring him to the pet store or bring him to a family friend, if I knew somebody in the area. But there were a few times, oh my gosh, like poor Steve in my life because he took on a lot of that emotional distress because he's my person. But there was a couple days where Oliver was not well. He was acting sick. He was sick. He was not acting himself. And instantly, I'm like, oh my gosh, we have to go to the vet. And at this particular point that I'm thinking of, I was not really near a vet. And then when I became near a vet, nobody would take me in. I was a mess. I was bowling my eyes out 
to the extent I could bawl my eyes out. I drove an hour and a half back to Halifax to be near familiarity and I was really having a hard time leaving familiarity and going into the next province, the next adventure in case something happened to him and I wasn't able to like help because I felt helpless when he was sick because he's a dog and he cannot talk to me like a human can. So there were definitely moments and times where having another dog was really hard, especially when he's not well or things happen to the van like, you know, the fuses or hitting the roof whatever like things like that but thankfully in a in a short story this is like carrying on I did not experience a knock on the door and like pray to god knock on wood I don't because I I don't know what I would do I I think I know what I would do but you never really know what you would do but you know what I have a great intuition and I just don't put myself in bad situations um okay anyways on to the next thing Oh my goodness, the next thing. This is a very common question. How Steve and I are doing long distance. And I honestly feel at this point, like don't ask me questions if you're not gonna believe my answer. And I say this to my family, we love you. But Steve and I are doing fantastic. We are doing so good. And for some reason, my family doesn't quite understand that. They can't grasp the fact that we are doing really good and we're, we're in a long distance relationship right now. But the truth is, the ultimate truth is, we are doing very good. Communication is key. If we ever do argue, get into a little tiff, it's because one of us isn't communicating enough or took the communication, turned it into our own meaning. We took it one way when the person meant it not that way, if that makes sense, which I think people even living together full-time experience that as well. But yeah, overall, like we're doing really good. We definitely at the beginning, which I've talked about in previous podcasts, had a hard, actually, if you listen to the podcast we did together, we talk about this, but we had a hard time at the beginning being apart. There was a question of whether we should or should not be together. But since then, really since I've become now a fiance and we are engaged, things are going really, really good. And I feel like the times that we aren't doing well, which is generally on an emotional level or maybe we feel like a little disconnected from each other, it's oftentimes because I feel disconnected from myself. It's oftentimes because I personally am not doing well with Cassie right now, which on a hormonal scale happens at least once a month. So we can say that at least once a month, we have to remind each other that Cassie is hormonal. Sorry, I need a drink of water. That Cassie is hormonal and just needs some space. Just needs some TLC, you know? And I think that's very common to not just people doing long distance, but anyone, everyone, females, you know? Even maybe some males. Yeah, anyways, the answer to that is that Steve and I are doing great long distance, obviously. We miss each other and I am very excited to go back to Alberta to be in the same household as him for a few months, but he is thriving back at home being a legend with work and taking care of, you know, our other dog and our home and I am being a legend on the road, being creative, connections, creativity, self-discovery, all of those things, doing what I love, you know? All right, the next thing, uh, how is Oliver doing? And very important. How is Tucker doing with Oliver? So Oliver is doing great. Great now. At the beginning when he was like 
na- uh, about 10, 11 weeks old. He, like I said, was experiencing allergy stuff, which was new for me. I've never had a dog that had allergy stuff issues. So it was a lot of trial and error of protein of which one was going to cause him to scratch like crazy and just be so uncomfortable. But we figured it out through recommendations. We tried chicken, beef, turkey, lamb, and none of those worked. So then we were doing raw patties of rabbit. And let me tell you, as a vegan, this is weird to even say these things out loud because it's just weird. And I actually did ask, get asked, like, why don't, why doesn't he just become vegan and be on a vegan diet? And not that I'm against it, but longevity wise, I was like, for the first year, two years of their life, is that sustainable? I don't know. Like a dog? I don't know. I don't know. But I will say that I do believe in raw diets over kibble diets. Tucker does eat a raw diet. Our golden lab Hera eats a raw diet. Oliver will eat a raw diet. But when he was on the rabbit for the first few months, he wasn't gaining weight very quickly because it does digest so quickly and absorb so quickly in their body. So I caved and I bought kibble and it is by Origin, which is a phenomenal brand. Very, very clean. I can read everything on the ingredients list. I could not really find a kibble that got away from like, uh, you know, meals, um, like fish meal or pig meal or all that stuff, like the byproducts, which I really don't like, but theirs is very minimal and Tucker, Oliver is on an all fish based diet. I think his kibble is like five different white fish. So anyways, this podcast has now become, become about dog food. But once we got that figured out um, and he started eating the kibble, he started gaining some weight and he's thriving. He loves it. There was a day where he got into the garbage in the van and then was puking for hours on end. But that's what you get when you eat the garbage. And I don't remember what was in there. So that was his fault, not mine. And how was Tucker doing with Oliver? I would say now he's doing a lot better. Um, When we first had Oliver welcomed into the family, Tucker would not touch a damn thing that Oliver did. If Oliver, if Oliver's paw touched a blanket, Tucker would jump over the entire bed before he touched that blanket. He wanted nothing to do with them. Now they love each other a little bit too much sometimes, if you know what I mean. And, um, they are much more comfortable being near each other. They play outside together. They both sleep under the covers with me together. Generally, if he's like hyperactive, if Oliver is hyperactive, Tucker wants nothing to do with it because Tucker is so chill. Tucker is five years old, but he's an old, old soul, which we love that about him. So having like a spastic five, almost six month old to a five-year-old, Tucker's like, Nana, you're too much for me. But once Oliver, like, once Oliver's energy just, like, dies down a little bit, I know it'll be, like, so much better. So, yeah, Oliver is doing a lot better. He's thriving. He absolutely loves the van life, outside life. He's very comfortable. He's currently stretched out, just loving his his little nap here beside me on the driver's seat. And Tucker is laying on the bed with his Mr. Moose, just relaxing as we're sitting here at a rest stop so I can stop and record this podcast before I go to the gym. And yeah, Tucker and Oliver are doing great. I'm really hoping in the long run they become best friends and like actually love on each other because I've seen dash hounds grow up together where they're like lying together in the same bed and cuddling with each other in the same bed. And that is so precious. I just think that is the cutest thing. So we'll see if that happens. 
Okay, on to the next question, not question, but like thought that I wanted to update you on. I really wanted this podcast, honestly, to just be me blabbing, but like be so honest about how things really have been going because obviously I share my life on YouTube and you can only share so much. Like to have my camera all the time is nearly impossible. And some things I'm like, do they want to see this? Like you don't need to see me doing absolutely everything because sometimes it's literally nothing. So the next thing is how my career is going and what I'm doing. So if you do follow me on YouTube, you will know that I quit my nine to five and that was the best decision I ever made. I feel so much more like myself. I feel so much more connected to who Cassandra is creatively meant to be and like the self-expression version of myself. I will never, I can honestly think, I can say never in this statement. I will never go back to a nine to five and I'm just not meant to be there. Creativity is my jam. It's where I'm meant to be. So what am I doing? I am doing full-time photography and videography and some content creating. I'm doing shoots along my travels for photo. Travel photography is a big thing right now too. So for example, like CBC Newfoundland use some of my photos for their marketing on their social media. So go follow them and check them out because their page is so lovely. Um, that's just an example. And then for video, YouTube, obviously storytelling. I love Instagram is big on the video right now for me. And, and then back in Alberta, I will be filming some weddings, which I love filming weddings. There's just something about like storytelling. Obviously we know I love that, but storytelling a wedding is just like, Ugh, when it makes you cry and it gives you all the feels when you capture each and every moment that I know they'll be able to keep for the rest of their life. I absolutely love that. It literally makes me so happy. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've been strictly creative and I love it. So creative collections is my business name. Creative collections. Hence like creative freedom is on the back of my van. Creative collections is my website. Her creative freedom, you know, we're creative. So yeah, that's, that's what we're doing. And I absolutely love it. So if you need any creative things done, let me know because I would be your girl and I would be just so honored and it's I'm very passionate about it okay the next thing I have uh, is mental health the highs and the lows I I don't even know where to start I am in a very good place right now but two weeks ago I was not (laughs) so it really does flip-flop and I think that just is normal for a lot of people but I would say mental health wise I am doing pretty dang good I like being by myself, but I think that I do struggle with my hormones when my period is coming. To be very honest and a little bit of TMI, I can feel when I'm like my period is coming and my hormones are changing because I'm an instant drop and then I'm an instant up. Like, so for example, about two weeks ago, I was definitely experiencing like some form of depression. I will say it was a mix of like maybe seasonal depression and like missing community, missing my friends back at home, missing my loved ones to be close and communicate with. And I do go through periods of like self-doubt. I definitely do. I am so passionate about what I do. Creativity is, is my whole soul. But I will say there are times when Cassie is struggling with herself that I really start to doubt myself and I am tested on my self-belief 
and my truth. And I'm constantly, constantly reminding myself of my truth. I'm constantly talking to myself in my head or in the mirror being like, Cass, your thoughts do not make you who you are. And if anyone needs to hear this, I'm telling you now, I know how crippling it can feel to have these dark shadow thoughts that are just so negative and like so wrong. And yet you believe absolutely every single thing that's being said to you. And that was kind of me two weeks ago. I just felt like so out of alignment with myself. I felt disconnected from myself. I felt so much doubt in like, what am I doing? And am I enough to be in this world and living the abundant dream life that I live? Like, am I worthy of that? Am I enough? I was I was really experiencing like uh, this feeling that I was a burden to people in this world. I was a burden to my friends. I was a needy friend. However, I am kind of a needy friend because there are times where I need reassurance that I am wanted and I am needed. And sometimes that reassurance is not enough coming from myself, you know? It's like when you're having a bad day and someone's like, you are so beautiful. And you're like, I don't fucking feel beautiful, okay? And it doesn't matter what they say because it matters what you, how you feel about yourself and what you know to be true about yourself. So I definitely went through a solid week where I just cried all day because I just felt like a burden and not enough. But then my period comes things start to get better. I seek the tools that I know, which is like on a spiritual level, getting out into nature, talking to my friends, my family, those that make me feel connected, that reassure me. I definitely have the tools that I need to get myself out of that hole. But as soon as I got my period and my period was over, it was like a light switch. I felt totally like myself. I was reminded that I am living my most abundant dream life. I have the best life. I'm so incredibly grateful for my life. And when hard things came, it was kind of like, meh, like it's all good. So yeah, mental health has definitely been an up and down journey. And if anything, this podcast is a reminder to myself that like, Cass, you're going to experience low sometimes and your thoughts do not define you. Your thoughts do not make you who you are. And the most important thing you can do is continue to learn about yourself. Know yourself. Love yourself. Know who you are. What are you passionate about? What do you love about yourself? How much have you changed? Look at how much you've grown. Like, so much. So I'm, I'm very incredibly grateful for how much I've overcome and where I am. And I am so passionate about what I do. I just feel really confident in... And the work that I've done. And actually, I will get into that. But yeah, so that is kind of where my mental health is at. I definitely do seek a psychologist only when at this point I need him. Um, and I am working with a spiritual life coach. And I was working with her for the last three months. And I'm actually starting with her again in January, which I might mention her as well. Because I freaking highly recommend that beautiful woman. So yeah, that's kind of where my mental health has been and actually that leads me to my next my next point which was my spiritual intuitive life coaching experience um i've always been into spirituality and not like spiritual i do believe in god but that's not what i mean i don't mean like spirituality as far as like whether you do or do not believe in god that is that is that is you i mean like getting 
intuitive with yourself, learning how to read yourself, feeling your emotions, learning how to regulate and manage your emotions, just learning how to be so incredibly in tuned with your being so that you can trust yourself more, so that you know yourself more. And I've been working with a girl named Chelsea. I am going to put her information in the show notes because she has truly helped me honestly leave a job I hated and continue and to grow a job I love. She has taught me how to feel my emotions, sit in with my emotions, just really become more connected with myself. And let me tell you, when you are connected with yourself, your life freaking changes and you feel oh, just so much lighter and so much gratitude. And when you live a life through love and gratitude, so many incredible things happen. So if that is one thing I want you to take away from this podcast is go into the show notes and check out Chelsea's Instagram page because you need to sign up with that beautiful woman. Okay, the next thing is my family. And I put my family in here because obviously they're not near and they're not close to me, but I was going through a hard time with my family back at home in all provinces, in both provinces. So my family back in Alberta is doing fantastic. My mom is doing great. Um, my my grandfather-like figure in my life was very, very sick in the hospital. And I was in New Brunswick when things kind of took a turn for the absolute worst. And I was in the middle of a campground by myself in New Brunswick trying to now figure out how the heck I get home with two dogs and where I'm going to leave my van in the matter of 24 to 48 hours because it was not looking good. Stressful. I think I made or I mentioned this in a YouTube video that that is like one of the worst things about van life is being so far away from your family because when things like that happen, thankfully he's doing so much better and he's on the mend and he's on the up again and he's going to freaking stay there. Um, But when things like that happen and you have to go home like wherever home is for you, whatever that means, it's really tough. And having two dogs honestly makes it tougher because you're not paying for yourself or leaving, you know, you're not going to leave the dogs behind is what I'm trying to get at. So yeah, that was tough. And then on the, on the Ontario aspect of it, my dad was very sick for a while. Um, and that caused me to kind of change all plans and go straight to him to be some emotional, mental support on that end. So it just like being the empathic person that I am and wanting to help absolutely everyone and take everybody's pain away, it's tough. Like when your family or your friends are not doing well, I want to take all their pain away. I want, I need to feel like I'm in control of something. So if that means I drive like two provinces in two days I will drive from two pro like within two provinces in two days like I drove so much during that time period to get to him as fast as possible so I could be of some help to my family and yeah so anyways the positive note is that everyone is doing fine everyone is doing great everyone is on the upscale back to living life as they know it hopefully my grandfather will be out of the hospital soon and he will be too but thankfully no one is at a worst case scenario and everyone is doing a lot better so I'm honestly so grateful for that and yeah that's kind of family my last point before I probably end this because I'm honestly getting tired and I really do want to go to the gym um is wedding planning oh my goodness you guys I am wedding planning from a distance it's it's been 
Uh, it's not been fun. It's been okay. It hasn't been the best, but we're getting there. And I think part of the stress is that I'm just causing it on myself, which like, are we surprised? Probably not. But yeah, I am wedding planning. Steve and I have started wedding planning for our wedding that's going to be held in 2024. Um, ideally, we would love to have everything pretty much down paid before 2023 so that we don't have to really worry about anything until 2023 and closer to. And wow, I'm honestly so glad that we are because things, it's still 2022 of November. We still have a whole year of 2023 and then some and things in 2024 are filling up so quickly. So we wanted to get on top of it and we are doing, I'm not going to say what we're doing. Well, I don't know. Is it a secret? I don't know. Ah, maybe I won't say it just yet. Maybe I'll do this a different podcast episode and we'll say what we're doing, but we are doing a ceremony in Alberta, a mini reception in Alberta, a bigger reception in Ontario because that is the majority of where my family is. So we're kind of planning like a little something, a big slash little something in Alberta and then a bigger thing from afar in Ontario, which I never thought I would be really planning something bigger in a different province, province what am I doing <laughs> province but here we are and it's um it's been hard because I it's been like not fun if I could be honest because I always said I did not want to plan a big wedding um if you have been following me for a while you will know that I was once engaged before and planning a bigger wedding before I hated every second of it because everybody had an opinion and I just really let that get to me I wasn't quite getting the whole like it's up to you and whatever makes you happy because I am an empath and I want everyone to be happy. I want everyone to feel included. So I learned the first time to never do that again. <laughs> and I also told myself I did not want to plan a big wedding. And yet here we kind of are. But the difference is that I'm not telling many people what I'm doing. I'm just going to we're just going to do what we want to do. And then, you know present it to our family when the time is right and I know everyone is going to be super supportive and it's going to be all great so I just feel like I haven't been having fun although only one person maybe two actually two people have told me they had fun planning their wedding everyone else is like if anyone told you planning wedding is fun they lied to you and I'm like I kind of feel that but anyways so it hasn't really been fun because I've been stressed because I didn't want to plan a big wedding and now here we are and because we are I just don't know what comes first I don't know how to do with these things it's like someone once said like no one just plans well people do I do not plan big parties but when you become engaged you all of a sudden are planning a big party and obviously there are so many people that don't you could just Steve and I could just go just us in a backyard like we could make it we could honestly just go in and sign a piece of paper I get it but that's not what I want to do. And will I regret it if I don't? I feel like every time I go to a wedding, I'm like, I can't wait to do this. So I'm going with those moments where I remembered when I was at a wedding and I wish I did this or I, I couldn't wait to do that more so. So all that being said, a couple weeks ago, I was ready to say, screw this. I screw it all. I don't care. I don't care anymore. But now, now things are coming together. And it's looking so beautiful and it's becoming more exciting where I actually want to share it to my family, which is lovely. And I have found the best venues and contributors to this special event that 
I'm excited because they're excited and we're just all supporting each other. So I do feel really good about it. I'm very excited about it. I know there's going to be some kinks in the coming, you know, months because that's just what happens and that's okay. But what if it all works out, you know? What if it isn't all that bad planning a bigger wedding? What if it all works out? And I've had this conversation with the universe and the universe is like, Cass, I got your back. You're good. So I feel really good. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of the wedding stuff. We are planning a wedding from afar. I will also say too, like it was a little bit difficult at the beginning because although Steve says the wedding is more about the bride and like whatever I kind of envision, like he wants that for me. So then I was like, sweet. So I just started planning and I would pick this and pick that and say, Hey, I did this. And Hey, I did that. And he was a little upset because he wanted to be part of the planning process. He wanted to feel more involved, um, which I obviously totally understand. And I love that. I don't want all the decisions to be made by me. Like I want this to be a collective agreement of what our day looks like, but he didn't really communicate that to me, you know? So once we had our little tiff conversation of like, I don't feel involved and I'm like, well, you told me I could run with it, you know? There's miscommunication and that's where the communication is so important in a relationship from or any relationship, but especially when you're doing long distance. So um, the other thing, too, is I think Steve, well, we know Steve had a kind of like a little expectation of like the fun aspect of wedding planning and what it would look like. And we would be at a cafe with paper and and highlighters and pencils and writing things down and planning it, getting coffee at our favorite cafe. And it was going to be this like moment that was not my vision at all. I love that for him. I love that for us, but that's not, we weren't going to wait until I get back for that to happen. That will happen. But we weren't going to wait to start wedding planning until I got home because by then it would be way too late. Because that's like, that's like past the beginning of 2023. So after we communicated and we got ourselves back on the same page, we are doing great. We almost pretty much have all of our wedding planning done and the deposits will be down soon. And then in the new year, you know, we'll work and continue to pay things off. But um, yeah, things are coming along and I'm very excited. I'm... I'm getting excited. I just can't believe I'm engaged and getting married. It's honestly so amazing and so fun when you find your partner. It's just so fun. And I'm so grateful. I can't say that enough. I'm so grateful. Um, We're doing really, really good. And actually, he's coming here for Christmas. So I don't know when I'm going to put this podcast out. I'm going to make sure I put it out right away, right away. So he's coming at Christmas and we want to do another podcast together. And I really want to do a podcast with my parents to hear their side of things of like what they thought this van life experience would be for me so yeah I'm really excited hopefully they're engaging and not boring otherwise I'm gonna cut it and we will not do that as a podcast (laughs) anyways I'm gonna cut it here this is like 40 minutes which is a decent amount of time I don't even really want to edit this podcast to be honest I'm gonna keep it super raw and authentic I know I say um a lot sometimes but Yeah, you just might have to listen to those a little bit or I might cut those out. I don't know yet, but we are going to continue driving now. It's almost three o'clock. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm getting, I'm getting tired because it's honestly been such a long day. I woke up so early to go look at the wedding venue here in Ontario. I drove just over an hour to go see it 
because I'm here, why not? And now I am driving an hour more to go see a friend, but first I'm gonna go to the gym. So if you listen to the end, truly from the bottom of my heart, thank you so, so much for your support on the podcast, on Instagram, on YouTube. It truly means the world to me because I genuinely love telling stories, recording, taking pictures. I love creativity so much. I like can't even, I cannot put it into words how my heart feels, how my soul feels being in a creative space, um, bringing people's lives, visions to life, taking pictures of memories and moments with people. I love it so much. Oh, I just, I just love it. So thank you for all of this. I also do want to mention that I am not recording this in like my typical fashion with my actual microphone. For some reason it wasn't working and I was like, I'm not going to deal with this with my new laptop so I'm honestly just recording it on my phone with my headphones in my ears and hopefully it sounds not so like movie and glitchy and like you know but if it does I'm sorry I still hope you enjoyed it okay have the best day ever enjoy your evening enjoy your night enjoy your breakfast coffee dinner lunch wherever you're listening to this your car ride thank you so much for being here and I will catch you in the next episode bye